gods of the theater smile on us you who sit up there stern in judgment smile on us you who look down on actors and who doesn't bless this yearly festival and smile on us we offer you some welcome to episode 16 of thespis in the green room we are your hosts bruce and melanie hello uh, we have a sick melanie though I unfortunately yeah so you know we'll have to bear with all the coughing and sneezing and um yeah a mask over her face although you can't really <laughs> tell the difference and you can't see it so you know it doesn't really matter right if you can't see it it doesn't happen i might sound a little nasally <laughs> you really don't i don't really? to tell you the truth i don't hear a lot different so okay. it's, it's good you know so sorry you started the new year off with a with a cold and Woo-hoo. stuff yeah <laughs> hopefully you get it out the road and then you'll be good for the year yeah right? yeah hopefully i usually don't get sick that often so hopefully it'll just be the one time right one and done as yeah. they say right yeah yeah let's hope okay very good um, and hopefully in the meantime, I won't get what you're carrying. So well, <laughs> we're thankful for the mask. For I, have, that I have a supply of hand sanitizer <laughs> and I have a, a, a mask on my face. There so. you go. <laughs> not a Doug Berkey mask. <laughs> no, of course not. Remember Doug? Yeah. That is. Although you'd look really good in a Doug Berkey mask, I think. You know? It might not be as effective as the hospital mask. <laughs> no, no, definitely <laughs> with not. With stopping the virus. <laughs> so, All right. Great. Well, today, Bruce, we were going to have a look ahead. There's a lot of information about what's coming to the New York stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. New year, again, new new stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of good shows are lined up to hit Broadway and Off-Broadway. It makes we... me wish I was just a little closer so I could like head into the city every now and again. You I know. know. I, looking at this yeah, list. Tons of stuff that I looks thought, wonderful. Mm. Yeah, I might have to see if I can get to New York for a week and see some shows. I'll be really jealous if you go without me. (laughs) (laughs) Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. Vagabond shoes are So what, what what have you seen or what have you read about or what what do you got that's coming? What do you think? Well, um, both I saw a couple of different articles. Playbill had uh, some really good articles on what's coming to New York, uh, Broadway and off Broadway. Mm-hmm. They also have one on London, but we're not going to get too deep into London today. Okay. And uh, who was the other one? Oh, the Hollywood Reporter had a, right. a lovely article right. as well, really in depth coverage of what's coming uh, to New York this this year super 
first up, we're going to cover some plays, new plays, new works mm-hmm. that are coming to Broadway. And the first one that we have on the list here is Choir Boy. That sounds really intriguing. I was doing a little bit of reading about that. Sounds like it's a play, but also filled with music as well. Yeah, because there's a gospel choir in it, so there's going to be some. But it's not like a traditional musical; just has these elements. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a play with music. Yeah, which is nice. I find that when they mix those elements, it just kind of fills out the play or the story for me. Because you know, music is great anyway. But when it's part of the story, and then you and then you have excerpts or songs or whatever, it just kind of makes it that much more meaningful. Yes. So Choir Boy is written by the same writer who wrote the Oscar winner Moonlight mm-hmm. from a few years ago. Right. Choir Boy is set in an African-American prep school. Mm-hmm. And I think there is some coming of age moments mm-hmm. uh, about trying to discover one's sexual identity and okay. where they fit mm-hmm. in in what they're attracted to, um, which is. A challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge for anybody, but sure. it's particularly challenging in, in, that, in that environment, in, I right. think. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I you know, I was doing some reading and so I didn't I didn't come across that, but um it did sound still like a very interesting setting that the story or of course the, the setting being a prep school, all boy prep school and uh-huh. you know, you have to you know, of course find your identity and rise to the top too, you know, those yeah. those elements as well as, you know, when you're growing up you're fi- trying to figure out who you are, you right. know, and all of that. So yeah, that sounds sounds like it'll be interesting. But then, of course, the musical elements sound wonderful too. And yeah, yeah. I would like to see that one. But it's been getting rave reviews, and it's not so. new though. Too, I mean, it's been it's like it had a life in uh, in a variety of theaters before it's come to I Broadway. I think so. Yeah. It's been like in development in various places, mm-hmm. and but this is it's this is a, the arrival on Broadway. Yeah, it's excellent. So. Interesting how some things take a lot more time to arrive on Broadway um, than other things. Yeah. You know, they go through multiple development phases and changes and recreations, and, and then you don't hear from them for a little while, and then they, they pop up, you know, re-envisioned a little bit again, and then, then they're on Broadway. But it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a quick, easy road, you know? No, it never is. Mm-hmm. It never is. So that's Choir Boy, so we'll be on the lookout to hear mm-hmm. more about that. Okay, this next one. I really want to see this one. <laughs> it does sound funny. <laughs> I mean, what this title? I mean, no, come on. Say the title. Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus. Okay, <laughs> Gary, really? <laughs> so this is coming in April. It's a Broadway debut for playwright Taylor Mack, and I, this is. So I read a little bit about this too. It's a sp- comedy spinoff, and that stars. It's going to be starring Nathan Lane and Andrea Martin, both incredible Broadway uh-huh. names. Yeah. And of course, Nathan Lane. Well, we know both of them in a variety of capacities, but Nathan Lane, I think, probably has a little bit more name recognition with his movies as well as um his broadway life but yeah. um uh, but at any rate, um, so they serve, they're, they're actually servants <laughs> that are yes. cleaning up the corpses after <laughs> um, the battle, after the messy battle of... <laughs> that happens in Titus, Titus Andronicus. Which right. is, of course, the Shakespearean tragedy. Right. It's extremely valiant. Have you ever seen Titus Andronicus? I have not. Oh, my gosh. I've seen I've seen a couple of versions of that. And there's a film version with Anthony Hopkins. Uh-huh. And, oh, it is super violent. Very gory bloody lots of horrible things happen um big tragedy and yes like i just i really would love to see nathan so this is a comedy (laughs) this is a comedy (laughs) with nathan wayne cleaning up the gore so is he playing gary is he gary (laughs) i don't know know exactly (laughs) maybe um but but both he and and andrea martin they play these servants so yeah so it'd be interesting she's she's hilarious too She made a big splash in Pippin. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And also, didn't she? Um, oh, my big fat Greek wedding. 
I think I think she was in that actually was too. She? Yeah, okay. yeah. So I mean, she has some movies, of course, under her belt yeah. as well. But um, um, but yeah, but she seems to do more on Broadway. It seems, you right? Know? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I get you know they, they they should be incredibly funny together, and the premise is funny. I mean that they're gonna turn this gory you know um, uh, storyline into a comedy is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't wait for that. It should be good. Okay. What's next, Bruce? So then we have Hillary and Clinton. This sounds interesting. Again, it's coming in April, and it's going to star Laurie Metcalf and John Lithgow, which are both you know yeah, great. You know, I I would go just I would go to watch them do anything. So, yeah, yeah. but I think you know this is you know of course about Hillary Clinton and her husband, and um, as a and it takes a gander at what happened to them during the you know 2008 Democratic primary campaign and all that uh-huh. that was going on ten years ago. Um, but I would like to see that too. I, I mean, I'm I'm not a big Clinton fan, but you know, I think it would be interesting to see their portrayal and and you know the storyline. Well, they're such an iconic couple. Exactly. I mean, yeah. even if you're if you're not into Enough their it. politics, right? It's the yeah yeah. They're they're quite the symbols of you know American politics mm-hmm. and yeah, they've been yeah. around for a while. Yeah yeah, yeah. pretty interesting. Okay. <laughs> Next, we have Ink mm-hmm. by James Graham, which opens April 24th on Broadway. Now, this is a transfer from London that dramatizes okay. the rise of Rupert Murdoch as hmm. he takes over the Sun newspaper in 1969. Sure. Big... You know, big owner and and um, big name in the uh, literary newspaper world and actually all broadcasting world, I yeah. guess. Really now, yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, it's just yeah. you know, blown up He's from there. Quite but, the tycoon. Um, that sounds a little bit like of a snoozer, though, to me. What no, do you think? No, because I I'm gonna. Say oh, you saw it? it. Did I you see it? You saw it in London. <laughs> I saw it in so London. tell us, what did you think? It's very good. Yeah, it's very good. And so I have to say, when I said it was kind of maybe a snoozer, why? You know, how? What? What's the intrigue? I mean, what, how is it? You know. It's very dramatic. Okay. Uh, about how, and it's very fast paced. Okay. About how they're going to take over. The Sun is a newspaper in, in the UK mm-hmm. in, in the 60s, and it's failing. It's just not selling. And Rupert Murdoch comes in and he starts the tabloid spin. Oh, right. And, okay. you know, he starts covering things that are a little more, you know, juicy, juicy, yeah. gossipy. Right. And um, he also introduced Page Three Girl. And the page three girl. That is <laughs> that is a topless woman. You're kidding me. It's like a centerfold in yeah. the middle of the newspaper? Yeah. Well, page three. It's yeah. not even the center. But really. Yeah, yeah. And of course. In the, the newspaper. And this, of course, um, sales went nuts when there was a topless I woman bet. on page three in the paper. So they get a young model like. Aspiring. Uh, woman, like, you know, yeah. That they can pay yeah. off cheap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, usually not anybody famous. Um, it's just some average girl. Sure. Who doesn't mind. Bearing her gifts and um, <laughs> interesting, <laughs> yeah. So, and I remember when I first saw that when I was an exchange student, I was a teenager and I was an exchange student mm-hmm. in the UK. And I opened the newspaper and I saw that I was shocked because, yeah, you know, as an American, we we're, we're a little more conservative exactly. in, in what we that's uh, all in a magazine that's covered by brown paper, <laughs> <laughs> not in the UK. So, yeah, huh. Rupert Murdoch, he um, he huh. was definitely. Making the Sun newspaper more interesting right. for people. <laughs> well, and you know that's it's all about rebranding and redoing, yeah, so that you, yeah. when something's failing, you have to find an angle and you know or find something that is going to spice things up yeah, or yeah. be appealing to people or intriguing or interesting or whatever. You know? Yeah. So yeah. And Ink the play is really, I mean, it's really well dramatized. Mm-hmm. It's 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 very fast paced. Um, there's more characters in it than just him, of course. So it's about that struggle and. 
anyway, it's an excellent show, and and it's a really cool set too. Yeah, it's really interesting the way they've making it. So transfer out. meaning also we're going to see the same actors come over. Yes, I think it's some of the same cast members. The mm-hmm. leads I think are the same, or at least the guy playing Rupert Murdoch I think is going to be the same for at least a little while. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, that's uh, no, I guess I'd be interested in seeing that now that you've you yeah. know, prefaced all that. It's that's interesting. Cool. Yeah. I I recommend it. Okay, cool, very good. Dirt. It's the reason I read. Dirt. It's an animal need. I don't pick up the paper for the sports or the news. Those ain't the sports that I choose. I think we're ready to move on to revivals now. Play revivals. Mm, yes. what's, what's first on the play revival list? Well, we have Sam Shepard's True West, which is opening January 24th. And it'll star some notables, Ethan Hawke and Paul Dano. Uh-huh. You know, this is a, 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 what's typically a gritty family drama for Everything Sam, Sam Shepard does is a gritty family drama. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not saying anything new there. I'm not a fan, I guess, because it's just such a downer. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. Stuff. Have you I mean, seen the show? I have True not. Okay, no, I, don't, I have not. I've never seen True West. I've read I've read it. Um, and so, and, uh, and it's just like you want to almost hang yourself afterwards. Yeah, they're you know? heavy. Yeah. I've seen so, other stuff. I saw so Barry like, Child, oh, and that was, oh, God. God, that was very heavy. It was good, but yeah, it was very I'm heavy. I'm sure it's great, but it's like, I didn't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not all about, you know, happy-go-lucky theater. I like dramatic work and interesting, you know, um, subject matter and stuff like that, but I guess uh, I want some redemption maybe in my stuff that I see, <laughs> so that maybe I don't, I don't want to leave wanting to hang myself, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't mind leaving thinking and, you know, having, you know, some really good in-depth conversation and thought-provoking you know um and talks and ideas of what you've seen on the stage but i don't know some of this stuff is just yeah anyway yeah i feel like true west is one of those plays that a lot of actors really want to tackle like it's kind of a dream part for a lot of actors Mm -hmm. sure i can see that i can see Mm -hmm. that so we'll see all right next on the revival melanie what do you see we have burn this it's the lanford wilson classic Mm -hmm. And it's opening April 16th, and it stars Adam Driver, who some people might know from the latest installments of Star Wars. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And Carrie Russell. What an interesting coupling in a way. Yeah. I love Carrie Russell. I've, yeah. She's I've great. seen her in a lot of shows. I've also seen her on stage before. She's excellent. Um, yeah. So they're playing the two bereaved strangers who come together at a funeral and begin this dramatic affair. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Yeah. Should be good. Okay. What's next? Let's see. We have Arthur Miller's All My Sons, another classic. Mm. That's opening in April as well. And that's going to star Annette Benning and Tracy Letts. That'll be excellent. Yeah. You know, those are yeah. two, of course, notable people and yeah. uh, both do wonderful work. Tracy's also a writer. but um, Yeah, Tracy is Tracy Letts is well, very well known for uh, Augusta Osage mm-hmm, County right. mm-hmm. um, as the writer, but mm-hmm. he's also an actor. Right. So we'll see him in that. Yeah, it's excellent. That should be, that should be something to say. Yep. And then King Lear opens on April 4th. And this is, of course, the Shakespearean tragedy. And this will star Tony and Oscar winner Glenda Jackson as Lear. So, yes, a female Lear. Yeah, I, I was reading about that actually probably a little while ago because it was in London. It's in London, right? Yeah, I mean, it was. Well, um, it was in, in London. In London. There in was a version right. in London where okay. Jackson played 
Lear mm-hmm. uh, at the Old Vic. Right. This is not the same show. Right. It's going to be a, it's a new production, a re- right? Pro- a restaging, a new mm-hmm. production. So it'll have new design, new director, right. all that. But she will be taking on Lear again. What do you think about that? I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I say go for it. Well, I think it's, yeah, it's <laughs> but I'm, I just, I'm kind of curious. So she's playing King Lear. She's playing a man. I mean, it's right. Well, you know, I didn't see this is something in London I did not see. Ah, okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I didn't see I didn't I've never seen a female Lear. Right. And I didn't see Glenda Jackson play Lear in okay. London. So I'm not sure if if she's if she's quote doing it in drag or right. if she's just, you know, kind of neutralizing the part and not specifying yeah i'm kind of interested i mean when because we say you know we quite often see this gender bending when it's gender bending typically you're changing the character's gender to be yeah. you know that gender so yeah. i would say that she's she's playing a female maybe you know I, I can't see her playing male right although i could be wrong uh-huh. um as I don't know. She's either going to, in my mind, she's probably going to either play it female or she's going to just play it gender neutral. Right. She's just, she's just the character. Just Lear. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Huh. I'd be interested to see that. I yeah. Would. Yeah. I, I'm quite curious. Mm-hmm. So Very apparently good. it was phenomenal in London. Obviously. I otherwise it wouldn't things. be coming to New York, right? Right. But again, different, different, different director, production. Different, yeah, different production. Different, yeah. just, just the same actress in the same part. In the same play. Well, but because but, that was successful in that production, right. obviously. A new, but a yeah. new version. But a new version. A coming. new version of that. Cool. All right. So in the musical category, we have several new musicals coming. Mm-hmm. Be more chill. I've heard of this one. Okay, I listened. There was a song because I listened to the Sirius uh, Broadway right. channel, oh, on the, mm-hmm. and I just heard a song from this on my way over here. Oh, okay. Called Michael in the Bathroom. Okay. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure that Hilarious. I want to know about that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> What's it's, Michael doing in the bathroom? Michael's at a party. Okay. And Is he hiding? His wingman has oh. ditched him, and <laughs> he's hiding. Hiding in the bathroom. He, okay. he feels like a total loser, <laughs> and he's like, "What am I doing at this party?" It's <laughs> Set it's high school kids, right? It focuses uh, on Jeremy and his friend Michael, mm-hmm. and they're losers. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them, huh? <laughs> they're okay. Kind of social outcasts, mm-hmm. and they are trying to. My uh, Jeremy makes the point. He's trying not to be. He's right. trying to kind of reinvent himself, and poor Michael, who's stranded in the bathroom at this party. They came to Gosh. the party together. But Jeremy's now being Mr. Social and Michael. Left Michael to his own devices. Michael can't yeah. handle it. Wow. So he's hiding. <laughs> well, we're seeing a little bit more of this, you know, the, um, I guess, uh, musicals or, you know, some works, but typically musicals, it seems like with um, Dear Evan Hansen, yeah. you know, that are young people. Yeah, that are geared, you know, toward the, the younger audience and issues that, you know, younger folks are dealing with nowadays. Um, I mean, this is, a, this is kind of an an age old you know you got the nearly kid trying to you know fit in um, yeah. type of storyline and then of course um with dear Evan hansen of course it's uh it's not as much as that as him this kid dealing with um you know well i guess it is still trying to fit in and so on trying and, to fit in. but and he's dealing with depression and you know all the kind of and anxiety and of course you know kid kills himself in that, in that particular yeah. production so it's part of the storyline but so i mean so these are topics that you know are our younger generation are dealing with more and more. Yeah. Um, but is but this sounds like it's kind of a fun, fun music. I think it is fun. Yeah. From what I've heard about it, mm-hmm. and there, it's based on a novel by the same name. Okay. And it was sold out in its runoff Broadway. Okay. So, 
it's moving to the big white yeah, way and good. i'm sure it'll make a big splash yeah absolutely now through no fault of mine there's no other half there now i'm just michael in the bathroom michael in the bathroom at a party Forget how long it's been. I'm just Michael in the bathroom. Michael in the bathroom at a party. No, you can't come in. I'm waiting it out till it's time to leave. And picking at grout as I softly grieve. I'm just Michael who you don't know. Michael flying solo. Michael in the bathroom by himself. Always fun coming up is, you know, are these like jukebox musicals in a way, you know, that, yeah. um, and so we have one coming called Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, which opens March 21st. That's going to be, I'm sure that's just going to be a hit. I mean, it's of just going to be How incredible. can it not be with yeah. Temptations? I mean, the music, you know, already is so um, loved and beloved and successful that, yeah, I can't imagine this is. Yeah, yeah this will, I'm sure this will be another hit. Motown has been incredibly popular yeah. and Jersey Boys was incredibly popular. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. I mean, I don't know the story of the temptation, so I wonder what the what the drama no or the dramatic elements are with the story. You know, yeah. um, so that would be kind of cool. But yeah. but of course, always great to revisit the music and see it on stage and yeah. see them move and see the harmonies and oh, yeah. or hear the harmonies. So yeah, it'll be great. And right now, playing there's a share musical. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. already up and running, and yeah. uh, there's yep. a Donna Summer's musical mm-hmm. playing yep. right now. That's but right. I think the Donna Summer musical is pl- is closing soon. Okay, from what I understand. But, yep, those have been running this season. Yeah. And later this well, year. Well, of course, we had the Bruce Springsteen did. We did. We I had, mean, he's, he did his own. He does his own. It was right. him. It was him. him. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure it's you know, intertwined with his life and his experiences as he's, you know. And we don't have dates yet, but later this year, we're going to have a Tina Turner musical. Oh, that would be so incredible. So that's coming. Yeah. That would be incredible, I would think. Yep. So. All kinds of jukebox musicals. Yeah, yeah. They're always fun because, of course, they're built on nostalgia for people. People are familiar with the music yeah. and they love the music. They love the the person that sings it. So it's now you can uh, broaden that and, and get a storyline based on their life in there as well. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up is Hades Town. So this this has been bounced around. This was Off-Broadway and then it moved to the London's National Theater. No, mm-hmm. I didn't see it. No? Okay, I was going to ask. <laughs> And now it's coming <laughs> back home and opening on Broadway on April 17th. And this is the story of Eurydice, mm-hmm. the Greek myth. Right. And that is the story of Orpheus, who travels to the underworld mm-hmm. to reclaim his love and all the craziness that ensues with that. Right. And this is set, my understanding, in this kind of post-apocalyptic depression-era world. Yeah, now I you lost me. I'm I like, heard oh, some gosh. somebody referred to it as kind of a New Orleans style mm. music. Okay, so it's well, a it's, it's considered a folk opera. I think. Oh, well, that music sounds interesting. But I'm not too, gonna be very not too sure about the setting, but anyway, bluesy kind of yeah. Hmm. I think New Orleans in the Depression. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have to look out for Hades yeah, Town. Yeah, see how that goes. Should when that's in. opening when? Uh, April 17th. Okay. A lot of things seem to be opening in the spring. 
Yeah, because you know what it is. There's a there's a cutoff for mm-hmm. the Tony Awards. That's so true. Yeah, so they kind of wait. Want to get it in, and then so, if you haven't, they wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because so that's why you don't see as much happening in the summer and the yeah. fall because they want to get in the award season sure. round. So. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, Bruce. It's time for the movies turn musical. Yeah, yeah. What's well, coming? Well, 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 well. What we got coming? Beetlejuice, yeah, opening April twenty fifth. Now I got, now see. I will admit, never seen Beetlejuice. What? I mean, I know, I know the character <laughs> and all that. I do, but I've never seen. I've never seen the movie. I've never seen the movie. Yeah, it's amazing. It Is was it? Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, Michael Keaton, of course. Yep. Played yeah, I know. I'm mean, a writer. Familiar with all the actors. <laughs> and Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin, yeah. a, a young Alec Baldwin. Yeah, right, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is how old? I mean, it's pretty old. It's probably is it the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Like late eighties, I think, okay. or early nineties. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it's right here. It says a nineteen eighty eight film. Oh, that's right. Okay, so late eighties. You're late correct. 80s. Yeah. 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 Interesting. It's a, so it's taken a while for this to become adapted. Yeah. As as is our next one coming up, Tootsie. Tootsie. Opening April twenty third, which to me, I, I got to tell you, Tootsie is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> one of my. It's a good one. It's so. I mean, it's just so well done. Dustin Hoffman is is incredible. Yeah. In this. I just think he. I think it's one of his best roles. I really do. I mean, he was, I loved him in Kramer versus Kramer and a variety of other things. But but I just think this is such a creative role, and he and he yeah he just falls in love with this character that he has to. To develop because he can't get a job you know? yeah. <laughs> and dorothy kinds of takes on a life of her own and i'm really kind of curious about the music for this because of course the writer for that um david yasbeck you know he writes great music has done a lot of yeah. musicals and stuff and um he wrote music for like dirty rotten scoundrels and um, oh, the full monty yeah the full monty and, and just really and it's always really clever lyrically yeah and um just interesting music so I'm kind of curious what it'll be for Tootsie, and I do love the storyline. I think it's hysterical. Yeah, Tootsie's yeah. a good one. 1982 yeah. film, so even yeah. older, older, so here, than yeah. Be- older than Beetlejuice. Yeah. So it's taken a while for these to come to the stage in this format. I think they've been talked about for years, both of them probably. Probably. And then they kind of get shelved, I think, and then because of course as they get a little older, then I think they. It'd be interesting to see if they stage these in the time that they were written, like in the 80s, you know, or if they have, have updated the time frame, you know. Oh. Oh, Beetlejuice so, is in this fantasy world, right? So that doesn't so matter. You don't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah. That, but Tootsie is yeah, it was very in, 80s. in a quote reality. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Yeah. So well, I'm kind of curious to see if they if they keep it in the 80s or if they have um, brought it up to present day. Like they did for Nine to Five, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that was appropriate because you know some of the stuff you wouldn't be able to get away with. Sure. You know, because because the whole premise is that Tootsie, he's an actor who can't get work, right. so he becomes this woman this female mm-hmm. uh, actress who gets on a soap opera. Right. And is really popular. Yes. <laughs> you know, all and across the country. I think the whole soap opera premise, I mean, that was very much an 80s, 80s thing. 80s thing. Sure. Soaps were, I mean, they're still around, they're of course, around, but, but they, they really, in their popular. heyday, they were really yeah. 70s and 80s. It seems like, maybe 60s. Yeah. They were, they were really, really super popular. Everybody had to watch their story. Yes. Get home and watch your story. <laughs> or don't interrupt your mother because she's watching her story. Or, My grandmother know. used to watch soaps. Yeah. yeah. yeah I <laughs> well, I remember even in high school it was even big with high school kids you know they would get home to watch general <laughs> hospital right, or right. i don't know what else days of our lives i guess was really big then too and you know I, yeah so yeah so interesting cool yeah i look forward to both of those and then we have the third movie yes. musical i think a lot of people are looking forward to uh moulin rouge, moulin rouge opening in july, july. Mm-hmm. yeah now this is this 
this isn't easy because this was this was a musical. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was set right. up. This was primed and ready yep. to become yep. a stage. There's, show. Yeah, there's dance in it already, yeah. and yeah, of tons of music, and I guess they're infusing it with a, with more music I'm and sure and newer music, stuff, you know, as yeah. well. So that that should be interesting. Yeah, I guess I loved the movie. Did you see the movie? I did. I wasn't a fan. Really? Yeah. I really liked it. I, I think I feel like I need to go. I need to rewatch it, maybe. See it through it was, older eyes. It I was <laughs> so it was so rich. Like yeah. it, it was just visually and yeah. aurally stunning. Yeah, I do remember that. The the yeah the elements were so so they were just beautiful and extreme. Like it, it didn't take itself seriously. You know, mm-hmm. you had some really extreme and crazy characters, but there were some really dramatic moments. Right. Yeah. Not a fan I liked so far, it. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, a lot of people were, though, obviously. Yeah. So you know, um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe it'll translate differently to stage as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we have a few musical cool revivals. revivals. Yeah, which is always great. Kelly O'Hara and oh, she's a Will favorite of mine. Chase I love her. Mm-hmm. are bringing us the Cole Porter classic, "Kiss, Kiss Me, Me Kate, Kate" in March. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a definite classic, you know, Taming yes. of the Shrew turned musical. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that'll be wonderful. And I I do love Kelly O'Hara just about anything she does. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. I I would love to see her in that. And she's going to be I this is a good part for her. This is really mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is one to see, I think. Mm-hmm. And then of course, we've been talking about this yeah, on a Oklahoma. couple shows. Yeah, a couple shows. About this transfer from St. Anne's Warehouse of this new kind of gritty alternative staging of Oklahoma. That's right coming. in the round kind of right. Yes. Yeah. With yeah. chili and cornbread. With chili, yeah. perhaps. Perhaps we don't know. It was in its you <laughs> there know was in Brooklyn. Its origination, they had chili you know, off Broadway. It was with chili and cornbread. <laughs> so that's happening in April. So we'll have to see if there's heartburn on Broadway. <laughs> Okay, so moving on to Off-Broadway now. Mm. There's a lot happening off There is, and I can really see some of this moving. I mean, you know, that it'll have some success. It'll probably move right into Broadway. So we have Superhero, which opens at Second Stage Theater on January 31st. Mm -hmm. Of course, it has the composer next to normal composer, lyricist Tom Kitt. Yes, love him. Yeah, phenomenal. And um, he's teaming up with Red Playwright John Logan to tell the story of a troubled family, a stranger, and a hero. So that must be the superhero in this. I guess so. Sans cape. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I love Tom Kitt's work, so yeah. I'm curious to hear the music for this. Yeah. It's pretty good. 
Okay, this next one I would really like to see. It's called Alice by Heart. You know, I'm not a huge Alice. I mean, I'm kind of jumping a little bit because it's kind of a takeoff with Alice in Wonderland. And I haven't always been a huge fan, but this sounds really interesting. Yes, yes. So this is is inspired by Alice Mm -hmm. in Wonderland, the the book by Lewis Carroll, or Alice's Adventures in Wonderland is Mm -hmm. the proper title, I believe. And it opens at the MCC Theater in January, the end of January. And... This is this is some of the exciting stuff here. It marries Duncan Sheik mm-hmm. and Stephen Sater, who are the composer lyricist team from Spoon Awakening, mm-hmm. with super huge hit. Yes, um, with Jesse Nelson, who's the writer and director from Waitress. Yeah, which I love. Waitress is so much fun. And they're gathering together to bring us Alice by Heart, which takes place during the London Blitz of World War II, mm-hmm. and Alice Spencer and her friend Alfred have to take shelter in an underground station mm-hmm. to escape the bombs. That are I think this could be really beautifully rich, too, as far as visually rich. I mean, yeah. just uh, they can do some great things with scenery here and, um, you know, that time period and, of course, London and, yeah. and all of that. I think it could be really kind of neat on stage. And that's been depicted in some movies and yeah. things. I mean, we um, those who... Who don't really know what the Blitz is? Um, the Germans bombed London and other parts of the UK during World War II. They mm-hmm. did air raids. Right. They didn't invade by land. They never got there by land, but they did drop bombs. And people had to take shelter wherever they could. And one of the popular places in London was, of course, the tube stations, mm-hmm. the right. underground stations, and that's where a lot of people had to take refuge. And sometimes they were down there for days. It's wild. Yeah, um, I can hardly imagine. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah, that's neat. Duncan Cheek is also collaborating with Pulitzer Prize winning playwright Lynn Nottage. Yes. And lyricist Susan Birkenhead to create the musical The Secret Life of Bees at the Atlantic Theater um, June 13th. Yes. And this is this is interesting for South Carolinians because yeah. it takes place here. Right, exactly. So this is the novel by Sue Monk Kidd that's set in 1960s South Carolina. And it tells the story of two runaways that are taken in by two sisters who are beekeepers. Now, I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie. Okay. Queen Latifah was in right. the movie. Yeah, I do remember. And Dakota Fanning yep. and a couple other. Jennifer Hudson, I think, was So in now the... we'll have to. Yeah. So this is coming to the stage. Yeah. I'm excited about this I think one. it'll be great. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So that's all off-Broadway. Those all yeah, sound that's like, so they, much. They all yeah. sound like they could it, be Broadway exactly. level. They really do. Yeah. I mean, at least their premises and so on, um, you know, they certainly have that, you know, I think the appeal yeah. to, to move on to Broadway. And there are some plays, of course, that are happening. There's tons of plays, and th- th- mind you, this is just a sampling. We, right, we had so to, much. We we came across so much information. We had to make some selections to tell you sure. about, or we'd be at this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so a show that is coming to the Soho Playhouse in March is called Fleabag, and people might know this. This is from writer director Phoebe Wallerbridge. And there is a show by the same name on BBC and Amazon. It's an Amazon series. Mm-hmm. So it's a Have solo you seen show. any of it? I, I was haven't. Just, I was thinking just maybe because, you know, the London connection. Yeah. That possibly. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe you'd seen it. No, no okay. I don't know much about this. Okay. Um, but uh, it's a solo show. It's a one-woman show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, with the name recognition of BBC and Amazon behind her, yeah. I reckon she'll get some audiences. Yeah, I would think. I would think. So that should be good. Also off-Broadway, Hamilton's Tony winner, David Diggs, will star at the Public Theater's White Noise by Susan Laurie Parks. The play examines race and friendship in its opening in March. Yeah, yeah. should be good. Should be good. Yep. Some name Very recognition there. Topical. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
And let's just skip down here because there's another activity happening at the public theater. Jake Gyllenhaal will be there yeah. as well as Tom Sturridge. And he's they, great. I mean, both of them are great. Yeah. But Jake, it's so, I mean, I, I love just about everything he does in the movies that I've seen, you know, and I, so I can only imagine that he's great on stage. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, I have seen him on stage before. He he blew my mind, actually. Yeah. Um, him and Ruth Wilson, who uh, audiences might know from the show The Affair, the uh-huh. TV series, they were in a London transfer, but I saw this in New York because it transferred to Broadway back in 2015. A play called Constellations. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so amazing! Huh. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen, huh. to, to be honest. Wow. So he was brilliant in it. The show was brilliant. It was just brilliant. So he's back on stage in New York at the Public, um, and these will be two one acts. Mm-hmm. One's called Seawall by Simon Stephen, and another is called A Life by Nick Payne. Both of those are British playwrights, mm-hmm. and that's happening starting Valentine's Day, February fourteenth. It's great. Yeah, then we have a new dark comedy called An Antucket Sleigh Ride, opening March 18th at the Lincoln Center's Mitzi E. Newhouse Theater. And that's going to star John Larroquette as playwright stockbroker who embarks on a wild adventure entwining the past memories and present mayhem. Sounds yeah. interesting. I like John Larroquette, too. I think he's yeah. interesting to watch. He's funny. Um, he's very funny. Um, so I, I can only imagine that that will be pretty cool. Okay, Alan Cumming returns to the stage in a play called Daddy by Ooh, Jerry O'Hara. saucy. It does sound a little saucy. <laughs> it's at Signature Center beginning March 5th. Okay. And the story surrounds a same-sex interracial, intergenerational romance that causes a story. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it could be interesting. So you have a same-sex yeah. couple. They're uh, mixing the races. It's the May-December. May-December May romance. <laughs> there you go. That is causing a stir. Yeah, I guess it causes a stir with... One of the um, the younger gentlemen with his mother who comes to town. Yes. Yeah. So it sounds. Mama ain't happy. Yeah. Interesting. Mama ain't happy with this. <laughs> All right. Oh. I love Alan Cumming. I just yeah he's yeah he's I great. just binged watched The Good Wife. Oh okay. And of course he's in that. Yep. He's brilliant. Love mm-hmm. him. Okay. What's next? Then we have director Sam Mendes bringing the Lehman trilogy to Park Avenue Armory on March twenty seventh. The adaptation by Ben Powers from Italian playwright Stefano Massini played to critical claim at London's National Theatre. So the story centers on the immigrant family that over generations became leaders in the world of finance, and they were a catalyst in the mortgage crash in 2007, which of course is still you know topical today. You oh know, yeah, that's still still yeah, it's still it's a, a rippling effect for yeah. you know years and years and years. Yeah. So we're still kind of dealing with that. I wonder how that would be if that how yeah. it, you know how interesting that would be on stage. Well, Sam Mendes, you know, yeah, he's, he's, he was director. He directed The Ferryman, right. which has been a big hit both in London and on Broadway. Uh-huh. And, of course, he's the film director, too. Right, exactly. So, That's what I was thinking. I forgot about The Ferryman. But, yeah. yeah, he's a film director and has done some beautiful stuff on film. So, should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, should be interesting. Cool. Oh, that wraps up a lot of the stuff that's happening, you know, off Broadway as well. Now this coming up this next year or this year actually, yeah. And um, and that's just a sampling of all the stuff that's out there. And what a variety! Oh my gosh, something for every taste. Yeah, really, for sure. Yeah, a lot that I would like to see. 
oh to be you know a train ride right away you know, know. <laughs> we're just a plane ride there's yeah. a lot of direct flights from gsp that's true but are they cheap <laughs> <laughs> i think less than the traveling there is once you get there yeah the money you the spend hotels yeah. and all that yeah. and of course show tickets are not yeah. the cheapest things no absolutely not but maybe we'll win that lottery okay sounds good I'm just a Broadway baby Walking off my tired feet Pounding 42nd Street To be in a show Broadway baby Learning how to sing and dance Waiting for that one big chance to be in a show. Oh, gee, I'd like to be on some marquee, all twinkling lights, a spark to pierce the dark from Battery Park to Washington Heights. Someday, maybe. All my dreams will be repaid. Heck, I'd even play the maid to be in a show. Let's talk about people who did win the lottery. Oh, <laughs> people yeah. who won the Hamilton shows lottery. that won the lottery, the right? Shows. Yeah, and the grosses so, have been incredible. Christmas money. Oh my gosh! A very healthy holiday at the box office. Yes, it was. Why don't you run down those Broadway grosses? You for- got it. Let's start Hamilton, of course, in number one place with over four million in the week's gross. Incredible. Lion King still hanging in there with three point six million. And then we go to see, of course, Wicked. I can't believe Wicked, Wicked is just and Lion Wicked. King. They've been around for years, and they're still just raking it in. Yes, they are uh, with three point four, and it is still it's one of my favorite shows. So yeah. I, I do understand the appeal. Incredible though, The Illusionists: Magic of the Holidays, two point nine, and they're actually coming to the Peace Center. Oh so yeah, I'm looking forward to that because the promo looks incredible. <laughs> for which yeah. I mean, I love Magic. Always have loved it anyway, and but to see it live on stage, yeah. in such a big brassy bold way will be really interesting yes. yeah and then of course frozen still doing very well i'm kind of surprised in a way frozen isn't a little higher i mean it has you know yeah. such appeal but 2.6 can't sneeze at that no, i mean it's still incredible they're doing well yeah they're doing okay aladdin with 2.5 harry potter and the cursed child parts one and two also at 2.5 phantom of the opera hanging in there shoot that's been around now what <laughs> 30 years at least in 86 i think yeah okay yeah so over almost 33 34 years goodness gracious so that's at two uh two million a little over two million mean girls still hanging in there doing well at 1.9 followed by dear evan hansen with also at 1.9 so really wonderful you know, yeah, it was Broadway. good, and that was for the week ending twelve thirty. Yeah. So that was the the Christmas holiday. I know. So you think people? Well, maybe they gave it as gifts, right? People right. Went to the theaters. No. A lot of people yeah. go to New York and do That's true, shows all the Christmassy and stuff. Christmassy things. Yeah. yeah. So. See the tree, the lit tree in Rockefeller Center, and skate in the you know yeah. in the on the ice there at Rockefeller Center. Yeah. 
See the Rockettes. The Rockettes. Have you seen the Rockettes? I have. And the Christmas Story. Yeah. Uh, or the Christmas Spectacular at the Radio City. It's yes. Absolutely. With live animals. Stunning. It was stunning. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it when they brought in camels. I know. And, I, mean, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And that was the first time I saw the, the ice skating rink came up out of the floor. Oh, yes. And yes. I thought it was real ice. It wasn't. It was like plexiglass that they skate on. And oh, it's is cool. it? Yeah. I didn't but know that. still looked just, yeah. yeah, so festive and stunning. But anyway. So, Bruce, we've been talking about what's going on in New York. Why don't we talk about what's going on in the upstate of South Carolina? Sounds good. Another road in another show In Philly, Boston, or Baltimore Now playing and show openings in the upstate of South Carolina for the week of January 6, 2019. Opening this weekend at the Spartanburg Little Theater, they're opening A Funny Thing Happens on the Way to the Forum. That opens on Friday, January 11th and runs Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through January 20th. And we have the Peace Center in Greenville host the national tour of Miss Saigon. Looking forward to that. That's opening Tuesday, January 15th and runs through Sunday, January 20th. Continuing... The Alchemy Comedy Theater, which offers a variety of improv and sketch shows at various times and days at Coffee Underground in Greenville. You'll need to check their website for specifics. Then follow. Hello there, theater people. We hope you are enjoying spending time in the green room. Want to stay updated? Like and follow Thespis in the Green Room on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Thespis G. That's at sign Thespis G. T H E S P I S G. Want to support Thespis in the Green Room? If you like what you're hearing and want to encourage us to continue conversations in the green room, you can become a patron of the show. Visit our Patreon page. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Thespis G. And donate today. No amount is too small and every little bit helps. Patrons will receive special content and audio extras through our Patreon page. Check it out at Patreon.com slash Thespis G. Good night and thank you, whoever. We are grateful you found her a spot on the sound radio. We'll think of you every time. Special thanks to Dick Stevens of Stevens Magic and Fun. He can be found on Facebook at Stevens Magic and Fun. Thespis would like to extend a big thank you to our fellow podcasters, Teddy and the Baseman, for their help and guidance. Listeners can find Teddy and the Baseman at teddyandthebaseman.podbean.com or through podcast players, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Thespis in the Green Room is a Courageous Crossings production. Music used in this podcast is licensed by ASCAP and BMI. What comes next? You've been free. Well, this was fun, Melanie, looking at all the things coming up. Again, yeah. I just want to be able to hop on a plane and get to New York to see some of this stuff. Should well, be good. Get, get your lotto ticket. Right, yeah. Mega millions. <laughs> Mega millions, baby. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for today. Hope you enjoyed looking at all the upcoming stuff with us. And uh, we'll see you next time. Great. We'll Bye. see you. Bye. Bye.